When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, you filthy animals, to Blockbuster Mentality, the show where we dive deep into the world of cinema. I'm your host, Ben Secord. And I'm Davo. And we're also going to give our top five movies of the 90s. A great decade. Great decade in film, so sit back, relax, let's talk some movies. All right, Davo. I am excited for this show, and uh, now we're going to get into a top five list. The 1990s. 1990s. This is your second top five list you've done on I'm this so show. I'm so proud to be here I for know. the second round. I know. Top five. So we're going to do our top five movies of the 90s. So to this I say, not my favorite. I think these are the best. Right? Are you in the same not, boat Not here? your favorite as in just... Well, I want to say... Best versus favorite. So favorite is like, you know, I really love, uh, you know, Step Brothers in 2008. But, you know, in 2008, there was a better movie than that. Right. So I'm saying these are the best films. Okay. Of to, of the 1980s. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's basically what I'm going it's for. It's not favorite. It's not right. I really love. Yeah, know. like not your guilty pleasure movie. Right, or your, yeah. Yeah, your, yeah I, I, I get what you mean. I've got a vault, and I've only got five films to pick, yeah, cause, and I'm taking these five from the right. 1990s. Yeah, because, you know, I'm not going to put Ace Ventura in there. I'm not going to put Dumb and Dumber exactly. in there. Exactly, and I love them. I love <laughs> oh, both of them. Yes, absolutely. Watch, I've watched them many, many times. Right. Actually, I saw Ace Ventura in the theaters. Ooh, look yeah. at you. I, think I was I, a young man. I saw Nature Call in the theater i didn't see the first one yeah (laughs) um i saw the first no i didn't see the first one in the theaters anyway all right so let's all right so it's you know our respective top five so dave and i are going to interchange our top five we may have a couple of the same on our list we don't know we don't know um but uh, i'm pretty sure i have the better list but oh well well, of course of course (laughs) why don't you all right if you have the better list why don't you kick us off i'm gonna kick uh, it off with 1996 by the cohen brothers Fargo. Fargo. And this is in no, no particular order? No particular order. Okay. I'm just going to throw it on because I cannot handle a particular order. Yes, it's too tough. It's too, <laughs> it's tough. too much pressure. Actually, the 1990s has many, <sighs> many good films. I was you know, just sort of looking through and I'm like, man, yeah. I could pick like 20. And I had to condense it down to five. Yeah. And, and I, yeah, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, I, I told you before the show, I think 90s and... The 70s are my favorite decades of film. Yeah, 70s were highly creative, and then the 90s were also creative, but they had they, they changed a bit with yeah. the like crazy violence. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things got really brutal in right. the 90s, where you didn't see that in 80s films. Yeah. And even the 2000s films sort of dialed them back, but right. 90s was almost like just nuts movies. And you know, I'm gonna go with Fargo. Here's here's kind of a nuts movie. Mm-hmm. Here's a, a, a dark. A uh, comedic movie, a very tense, uh, very frustrating movie. I don't know how you feel about this. I'm oh, I love Fargo. Coen yeah, Brothers. I mean that's. I'm. It's not my top five, but yes, this I. Is, I think this is better than the Big Lebowski. I, I yeah, think this might actually be the best Coen Brothers movie. Other, you know, it may, so I can see No Country for Old Men. I get it. I mean, I personally, I have No Country for Old Men above Fargo, but yeah, I mean, I totally. Can I get see. that, and but one thing I really liked that rewatching this movie is it, it deals with how a polite society 
or a, a very um, uh, sort of higher trusting kind of people deal with evil. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you, it's almost like they're. You sound like it's mocking with these. You know, they're from Minnesota. Like, hey, man, you know what? What? I heard yeah. this guy. And yeah, it's hard to take them whole... serious at first. But... Yeah, but they're just sort of like honest folk. Right. And they don't know how to really. They don't know how to process. Someone that's sadistic, yeah. Because they're so like sort of plain and honest and decent, and they speak plainly. So if someone's deceiving them, they don't really know how to deal with it. You know, the main character, the William H Macy thing, he's running a scam with the, uh, he's running a scam with right at the uh, uh, at the auto place. Yeah, you know. But in in no one really people are trying to confront him. I like, well, you know, you got to send me over the serial number. She's like, hey, I'm gonna do that right now. There, it's I, it's in the mail. You know, so <laughs> yeah. But it, it's it's nuts, and he's trying to get all this money, and you almost like you feel frustrated for these characters, right? But in the end, there's all these you know crazy people just murdering, and then there's the wood chipper scene. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like normal people going through this crazy situation. Right. Yeah. It's not what you expect. You're in the dead of winter, just trying and to like deal with it. You can't. And it's total Coen Brothers esque. Like it's it's totally you know their style. Yeah. And I think that's like the epitome of the Coen Brothers. I think this is where they really came into, you know, who they are. Absolutely. And, and, you know what they what they will always be. Um. But yeah, I mean, I love Francis McDormand as uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the. Oh yeah, the, no, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Even at the end, you know, just for a little bit of money, you know, she even puts it's it, true. you know, it's kind of silly, but, you know, she puts it in perspective, like, you know, you're doing all this stuff just for money, like, it's money, you know, it, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, like, what's money, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's funny, because I remember when I first saw this a long time ago, when they have the buried suitcase in the snow, which he puts with the little... And Steve Buscemi. Scary, yeah. Steve Buscemi puts with the little uh, ice scraper. I was like, man, there's all that money buried in the snow. <laughs> and then this time I saw it, I'm like... I don't care about the money. Right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. It's, you you, it's you get perspective. You finally, get it. I was. I yeah. guess. I guess when I first saw it, I was. I don't know, a teenager or whatever, or maybe younger. I don't even know. But I guess I was a little greedy in that moment. Right. Like, yeah. You know, we're gonna lose all that money. You what? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. But you see all what it caused. You know, the the main character, um, uh, um, Blundergard. Played by William H Macy, he's so greedy, and he's right. got his, he doesn't really explain what the schemes he's running are, um, but it ruins <laughs> everything. Right, gets his wife killed, it gets his, him, himself arrested, and father in law killed. He doesn't even care about his son. <laughs> no, it's just it's true. But yeah. a, a nuts movie, all wrapped up in you know an hour and a half. Yeah, great stuff. I I love this movie, Fargo. I love Fargo. No, great choice. Great 90s film. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's definitely would be in my honorable mentions, might be even in my top 10 uh, of, of the 90s. What do you got? All right, so number five for me, again, no, in, in no particular order. I have uh, The Usual Suspects. Mm-hmm. Usual Suspects. Uh, Kevin Spacey's first uh, Oscar win, uh, Best Supporting Actor, is uh, Verbal Kint, which, or, a.k.a. Kaiser Soze. Yeah. Um, this, yeah, this is one of the great mystery films, great detective films of of not even not only the '90s but just overall. Um, Chaz Palmin Terry. Yeah, chill. <laughs> Good old Chaz. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Just something about this movie. I mean, it, it really it just ever since I first saw it, it just always you this know, is quite the home to quite me. the row of uh, of characters or yeah, cast I mean, in this. yeah. I love the characters. Yeah, I mean the, the the characters first thing. I mean, it's just. They're all you know. specific. 
every one of them. Yeah, like... very, very specific. And I love what Benicio del Toro does with his <laughs> character because that was that wasn't written the way he would speak. He just kind of just came on set one day and just did his voice like that. Oh, really? Yeah, he just did his voice. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't even. That's a tor- horrible imitation. Even of him, Stephen but... Baldwin was yeah, presentable Stephen... in this movie. Right? <laughs> yeah. St- yeah. Ever since. I, yeah, I can't think of any <laughs> other performance of Stephen Baldwin when I was yeah. like, oh wow, yeah, cool. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a Kevin Spacey movie. I mean, this For is sure. uh, this is what put Kevin Spacey in the map. I mean, obviously, you have seven then in the nineties. Maybe spoiler alert for our list, but uh, uh, but yeah, this this really hit home for me. Kevin Spacey is verbal, and then uh, you have Gabriel Byrne as Keaton uh, in the film. But uh, be and what I love about this movie too is just the it has one of the most famous twists. The famous twist at the yeah. end with with verbal Kent, the Kaiser so actually say. Kaiser so say. Uh, if you haven't seen the film, sorry, spoiler alert, I guess. So it's 19, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah it's nineties. I mean, come on, we're we're I think way it's past been out long enough. Yes, it's been way out uh, out long enough. I don't know. Just uh, this was and it was done by Brian Singer, who went on to do the X Men films. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, just really love this movie. Just uh, it's always hit home for me, and just has always been uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right, so now we'd like to welcome back uh, on the show from U.S. Film Magazine. Uh, he called uh, a couple shows ago, and he, he wanted to talk to us again, surprisingly. But it's uh, from U.S. Film Magazine, Michael Brennan. How's it going, Michael? It's going okay, Ben. Uh, thanks for having me. That's right. Michael Brennan from uh, U.S. Film Magazine. I'm happy to help out a couple of amateurs and set you straight on movies. Well, we are happy to have you. You know, what, you say what you will about us. You know, we we do you know look up to you and respect you. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad that you you took the time today and uh, came on the show. So uh, today we were talking. Okay, Go ahead. Let's move. Let's move it along. I know. I know, Michael. I'm trying. All right, uh, Mr. Brennan. Uh, we were talking about our favorite films of the '90s uh, today, and uh, you know, obviously, we wanted to hear your input on this. Are you a fan of uh, that decade in film? 1990s were an incredible decade of film, and that's really where I got my start nationally, uh, writing syndicated columns. I'm happy to talk about the 1990s or any decade. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I heard you guys are doing a top five. You know, I think doing lists like that is a little weird. I don't know if that was maybe Davo's idea, but uh, I'm, I'm willing to participate. Well, yeah, I mean, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. I mean, we gave we gave ours. I know... Uh, uh, you know, you'll you'll hear those, but uh, what's uh, I mean, throw some films out there. What's uh, what what are some of your favorite films of the '90s? Well, I know you guys can't really decide how to order, so I'm going to follow along because you can't take five things and figure out which one's best. So I'm going to also go in no particular order. Uh, I'm going to kick this off with Batman and Robin. Uh, this is just an incredible movie, probably the best Batman movie, uh, with the amazing George Clooney. He was great. Uh, there's a lot of there's so much going on in this movie, and the, the criticism, the people say it's like a Broadway play. Yes, thank you. There should be more movies that are like Broadway plays. There's no culture anymore. Show me more Broadway plays. Oh, okay. Um, so Batman and Robin? Wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, the, there was a Michael Keaton uh, Batman in the 90s, but this was your this was your favorite? Absolutely. George Clooney, he's a stud. He's, he's, he is the, one of the greatest leading men ever to grace the Silver Street. Batman and Robin. I mean, that is one thing we will agree on, Brendan. I'm a big, big George Clooney guy myself. Uh, but uh, all right, uh, that, that, yeah, Batman and Robin to each to each their own, I guess. Uh, what's uh, what do you got next? 
the Lion King. Oh, I know how you feel about lions. Okay. I love lions. This movie features the most majestic animal, the king of the jungle. That's right. You remember. I'm talking about the king of the jungle. This movie showed me so much about it. I loved it. King of the, the last king, you got James Earl Jones, one of the great voice men of all time. And, uh, yeah, I say the Lion King. And, uh, you know, what you think about it is uh, not really relevant to me right now. I understand that, that but, uh, you know, to make you, uh, again, it doesn't mean much to you, but The Lion King is a great movie. I mean, I like it for different reasons than you do, I say, but uh, but I, I'm not going to hate you on that. Uh, but uh, what, what you got next, Mr. Brennan? Moving on next, an outstanding 1990s film, a sequel film, and possibly the greatest sequel of all time, Father of the Bride Part 2. Okay, Father of the Bride Part 2. Part 2, okay. Yeah, the, the, yeah, part two. This is Eugene Levy at his absolute best. There's a lot of going. There's a lot of great love stories. You remember Frank and Howard? They're great. Remember that little song? Everybody has a pooper. Remember that? You're yeah. a pooper. You remember that song? I remember, remember that. George yeah. Banks. Yeah. This is just a splendid movie. Really perfect 90s movie. I love it. Yeah, Franck. Yeah, Martin Martin Short is, is, is Franck. I mean, I do like it, but yeah, to have it in your top five, that's... Very, very surprising from you. Once again, who's the professional here? I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you you do say that a lot, but I guess I guess you know who am I who am I to well, say? Apparently, you need to be reminded. Uh, but this was yeah, a great cast. Like I said, Eugene Levy and you know Martin Short. He's a he's one of the greatest comedians of all time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you said Eugene Levy. You said Martin Short. I mean, what about the the main star, Steve Steve Martin? Who? Who's that? St- Steve Martin. I don't know who that is. Steve Martin. Okay. Uh, yeah, Steve Steve Martin. Uh, it's, you know, the father in Father of the Bride. So for my next movie, I've got the Boondock Saints. I love it. This is a cult classic. It's just a rough and tumble, rock 'em sock 'em. It's a great movie. I was at the edge of my seat the whole time. <laughs> I'm biting my finger. <laughs> okay, Boondock Saints. Sorry. Yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, yeah, all right. What's What's your last one? Mr. Brennan. Whatever. Uh, I'm sorry. Hello. Yeah. I mean, I'm, not, I'm a, I'm a well-paid man. I'm just getting I've got a nationally get, syndicated column. I know. I'm just getting uh, a little I don't sick. I appreciate that kind of treatment. You know, I mean, weren't you down in the dumps at one point? Were you an amateur at one point? You know, I'm just getting a little sick of this pretentiousness from you. You know, we'd have you on the show and here you are treating us like this, but let's just get to hey, your number one. I was, I was born to review and write about movies. I, from when I was a toddler, I knew more about movies than you. What's your number one, Mr. Brennan? My number one movie, the great 1990s, is Leon the Professional, starring the great Gerard Gepardieu. This is an outstanding movie. It's a, it's a French film. I don't know if you're, if you're cultured enough to know about France. Have you ever been to France, Ben? I, I can't say I have. You are, Dave. I'll probably not. You guys are probably too afraid of getting blown up or something, something ridiculous like that. This movie's full of culture. It's a brilliant 1990s movie. I'm going a little foreign here. You know, I don't know if your audience can handle that kind of thing. But Leon Le Professionnel. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know who you said. Uh, it was just seemed like a random French name. But I believe it stars uh, Jean Renu. Oh, shit. Mr. I, I, I got to go. Mr. Brennan? Oh, all right. I guess. Make I guess me, it... make me, this, guy, this guy's making me look like an ass. 
Mr. Brennan, I think the phone's still on. Mr. Brennan? Yeah, this guy here, he's just making me look like an idiot. Now, I, I got the name wrong. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. All right, so there you have it. There was Michael Brennan from U.S. Film Magazine giving us his top five films of the 90s. Very interesting stuff there. All right, what do you got? Well, we should also mention, and I forgot to mention it, uh, we, we've eliminated Goodfellas. Oh, yes, yes. I don't know how we forgot, but just because we were so into this, we both decided that Goodfellas yes. would be on both of our lists. Right. So we just sort of excused it. Right. But we need to at least, you know, recognize this as an incredible movie. <laughs> yes, Goodfellas. I mean, you... I always wanted to be a gangster. Oh, <laughs> oh, such a gorgeous film. I mean, this is... Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Martin Scorsese. Robert De Niro, he's just a beautiful man. He, he is. And, uh, I mean, not to, you know, uh, De Niro's, you know, maybe my favorite actor of all time. Yeah. But at the same time, people, this is not a De Niro movie. No, not at all. <laughs> it's not a De Niro movie. It's uh, it's just, you know, he's a he's a supporting player in this. I mean, it's it's more, I'd say it's more of a Joe Pesci movie than yeah, a De Niro Pesci, movie. And even Ray Liotta, which, you know, I have to say, I'm not crazy about Ray Liotta outside of this movie. Um, but... Goodfellas is so yeah. good. So yeah, that's uh, that's. <laughs> that, we just need to mention it, yes, because this would have made both of our lists, and we need to, you know, sort of right make a fair top five outside of it. All right, what do you get next? So I might get a little bit of flack from this, but I don't care. Nineteen nineties <laughs> <laughs> dances with wolves. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, a directed and starring <laughs> Kevin Costner. You know, he gets a lot of hate. But uh, I don't think it's deserved in this movie. And this is before Kevin Costner went a little bit crazy with uh, Waterworld. And, uh, stuff yes. Like that. But uh, if anyone's seen Field of Dreams, yeah, he was great in that yeah. movie. Uh, and I just like this movie uh, because... Untouchables. Yeah, The Untouchables. There you go. Yeah, So he was more of a late 80s, early 90s, and then flamed out, right? Yeah. Uh, but this was his movie. Um, and this is... Uh, it's not really a... I wouldn't call it a Western um, but it's more of like a frontier epic. Yeah. Cause it, what is it? Civil War era? It's just after the Civil War. Yeah. He goes. Oh, he's put on a post way out west. I forget where. I don't know Wyoming or God knows where. And he's just left to a this 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 desolate post. Right. And he's got to make the mess the best of it. And it's it's a bit of a long movie, but I think it's worth it. You know, he he learns how to survive. It's about that like pioneer spirit going out west and and. Uh, you know, being self-sufficient, he meets a wolf and he kind of tames it. He meets this, these people and he he they take him in as his own. He's got to decide, you know, am I am I one of them or am I? It, it, it's actually probably why I I'm sympathetic to Avatar because it's almost like yeah, a, it's a reboot of this, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is I this is a really good movie. I think I think this one is timeless as well. Whenever I see it on TV, I get sucked into it. Um, and I don't know. I just think it's really well done. I think this is a really good movie. I think it's going to stand the test of time. Well done by him. And you know, he won best director. It won like three or four. I think Oscars. It won, yeah, one best picture. Did it win best yeah. picture? Yeah, yeah. So you know, I, I guess you know maybe this one gets left behind. But every time I see it, I like it. I loved it as a kid. I like it as an adult. There's nothing there that that that. There's some cheesy moments. Um. But I, I really like this movie. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've all, honestly only seen it once uh, a long time ago. So, I mean, I can't really speak too much on it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely was captivating when I watched it. And, you know, it definitely sucks you in. Uh, yeah, look you know, here. The uh, cultural differences again. Yeah, best picture, best director, best cinematography. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, it's incredible. It's almost like a sweep. Yeah. For the year. And then, you know, for, for a guy that kind of gets crapped on. Yeah, if you think about it now, you know, I guess that was so long ago. Yeah, right? I mean, that was, I mean, we're yeah, we're talking twenty seven years. Nineteen ninety. Nineteen ninety. Came out the same year as as Goodfellas, That's which crazy. we eliminated. Absolutely yeah. crazy. So, what do you got? All right, my number four is uh, Reservoir Dogs, wow. uh, nineteen ninety two, Quentin Tarantino. Nice. Uh, going, uh, yeah, go, I, I got to put it above Pulp Fiction, uh, just because I don't know. It's just it's just, it's just so raw. Um, it's just, a, I think it's one of the best heist films ever made. Um, and, and I like the unorthodox, uh, timeline that Quentin Tarantino uses, you know, people, you know, always speak to that with Pulp Fiction, but yeah. this was the first time that he, you know, you start with, you know, them, you know, talking about the, the heist and then you do, you don't even show the heist. You just go to right, you know, from that diner scene until, you know, right into uh, yeah. Tim Roth being shot in the belly and him screaming in the back of the oh, car. It's like, what's brutal. going on here? Brutal. Yeah, brutal film. Uh, love the, the. How use... much do you tip a waitress, right? What yeah, a, yeah. A, how much do you tip, 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 a, tip a waitress? This is uh, the what smallest violin pay, playing. Yeah, Steve Buscemi. Um, douchebag. Yeah. Man. Then, <laughs> I like how the I like how the film starts with uh, Quentin Tarantino talking about like a virgin. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this might actually be my favorite uh, film that uh, Tarantino put himself in. I think I think he the way he he was know, good in this. Yeah, yeah, I think he was good. You know, he's very brief in it, but yeah, I think he was good. But yeah, it's just it's just so raw. It just shows you, you know just how people uh, can can you know change in whatever situation they're in. Um, and yeah, just overall, just I I love the rawness of it. I'd say. Yeah, great choice. I've I've got nothing. Yeah, like, I mean, no debate there. Yeah, <laughs> great call. Yeah, I mean, it's it's actually not a movie. I mean, I, I don't think enough people have seen it. No, because I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, because you know, you got Pulp Fiction. I mean, that when people think of '90s uh, Tarantino, they're gonna say, "Oh, Pulp Fiction, Pulp That's Fiction," true. which I have no problem with Pulp Fiction. I mean, it's a fantastic film. I just think uh, Reservoir Dogs needs uh, a little more recognition. That's fair. I, I guess I sort of assume everyone has seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, Reservoir honestly, Dogs. yeah, I would assume too. Honestly, you would be surprised at how many people have not. Well, even... That's why we're just movie guys, right? That we're just. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Most people don't have a podcast. Right. So. <laughs> this is this is true as well. But uh, but yeah, Reservoir Dogs. Just that film has always stuck out to me. Love uh, Michael. Is it Michael Madsen? Is that yeah? Uh, Michael yeah, Michael Madsen. Love his character. I mean that uh, intense. He's gonna do uh, a little dance and yeah. uh, cut off your ear. That's yeah. really good. Stuck stuff in there. the middle with you. Like I said, I love the I love the use of the soundtrack, and uh, yeah, just just absolutely wonderful film. So yeah, that's my number four. Yeah. So after you uh, down Pulp Fiction, I'm going to pick Pulp Fiction. Right. Hey, I <laughs> again, I cannot hate you on that. I think this is the almost quintessential 1990s film. Uh, I think it changed movies even more so. This one, it, I guess Reservoir Dogs was almost a precursor to what he was trying to do, what he, what he achieved in Pulp Fiction. So this is like a, you know, again with the timelines, it's a thoroughly postmodern film. Uh, and it shows something interesting, which which are hitmen that are kind of like regular guys. Yeah. You know, you, you're debating about a cheeseburger. Yeah, well, you're, you're talking about your trip to Paris. Yeah, oh, you know what they call a cheeseburger? Yeah, yeah Royale with cheese, right? You're a guy that you at some point, you got to take a, sh- a dump. 
Yeah. <laughs> you get to go on the toilet and, you know, do your business. And it gets you killed. Yeah. You know, you think about that. You're like, man, well, yeah, I, I guess I, I got to got to take a dump right yeah <laughs> you know uh the bruce bruce willis is a fighter it just there's all these like random appear they seemingly random that all sort of intersect right um so this one i i just love it because it just feels like a completely 90s this is to me pulp fiction is the 90s yeah. you know in a lot of ways yeah and, and I, maybe reservoir dogs will say it's a better movie and I, I can't i can't argue with you on that um but just for what it was, I think Pulp Fiction is more is is the, is one of the most '90s movies there are. Yeah, I mean, I guess I cheated a little. I know we were supposed to do our the best movies of the '90s. I guess I just went with more of my favorite. No, that's yeah, um, of course. But with Reservoir Dogs, but yeah, I mean, Pulp Fiction. Obviously, I cannot hate on that. I, it's no, just, these like are... you said, it's it's just another uh, example of almost a flawless movie I mean yeah. it's just uh, great film yeah like you said it changed film in a way like it the, did the all movies afterwards yeah. were, were very different yeah non-linear timeline and yeah just uh, again this is where you get the the dialogue between I like Ving Tarantino does with the, uh, with the chicken foot yeah the chicken foot <laughs> and, uh, all kinds of weird stuff yeah you know? it's it just... sort of like opened the door to just doing like crazy nonsense yeah you know? even like what does this character do? You know, he'll like he'll be a guy that just sucks on chicken feet. You know, yeah. And then, so, and then you'll see movies where there's you know it, it's almost like you never saw that stuff before, right? Reservoir yeah. Dogs is probably a better crafted, better executed movie, but this, but but Pulp Fiction opened the door in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it got more recognition and of course, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it was definitely this is his first Oscar as a screenwriter, yep. uh, Tarantino's, and it lost to uh, Forrest Gump as best picture. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry. But yeah, Pulp Fiction, great, great film. Can't, Can't argue with that. either one. No, no. That's, no but yeah. it's just like that back and forth where yeah. you know. But really, there's no. There's no hating on either one. No, absolutely not. All right, so I have at my number three, uh, you know, <laughs> definitely it's in my top ten movies of all time, uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, Shawshank yeah. Redemption, 1990, another 1994 film um, yeah. which uh, was competing against uh, Pulp Fiction and Forrest Gump, um, which actually did not get uh, much recognition until award season. It did, like was a block, box office flop and everything. But, yeah. Uh, I don't think it sold itself well. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, Even was... if you look at like the i'm sorry i wanted to step no. on you here but even if you look at like the posters or the vhs or dvd covers you've got no indication of what this movie right, is right yeah just oh yeah there's a guy uh tim robbins yeah okay it's like, <laughs> yeah. Two, it's Sha- like and yeah because shawshank redemption is like what's shawshank what what are you what are you talking yeah about? that it's doesn't over... tell you any information yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, it comes from a Stephen King novel right. uh, starring Tim Robbins, uh, Morgan Freeman. I mean, I think this really put Morgan Freeman on the map. I mean, you had you had driving driving Miss Daisy beforehand, yeah. but I think Glory. this. Yeah, but I think this is the movie that really put him on the map, especially so as a voiceover uh, guy, you yeah. know, narrator. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, this it's it puts you in prison life in the oh. I think nineteen thirties, nineteen forties. I forget 40s, when exactly I it was. Think, yeah. Uh, but yeah, just it puts you in that situation, you know. God, it's, there's uh, that scene within the first fifteen twenty minutes where the where the prisoner gets the first night in, where the fat prisoner gets beaten yeah. to death. Yes, I gotta say, I was like, I don't even know. Right. I was terrified. 
Yeah, if this movie does not make you terrified of prison, I don't know what will. It's weird too because I mean, it, it, it takes place in a different time. Right, so you wouldn't ex- you wouldn't expect now. There's not like like racial gangs or anything like that. But man, the guards they will kill you. Right, they will yeah. just beat you to death. Which God it happened to this guy? He's like whimpering and crying, and he ends up dying later. Yeah, oh, it's it's God. rough. Yeah, I mean it, it's brutal. Uh, it's 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 intense. Um, but yeah, I mean, just it, it's. I, I think this is you know Tim Robbins' best performance. You know, this guy who's wrongly accused of killing his wife that just uh, you know is trying to adapt to this this this, this prison life, and then you got he's uh, an innocent man. Yeah, innocent man. Um, but uh, but yeah, just this is a movie that's just so captivating. Yeah. You know, it just draws you in no matter what scene it's unexpectedly. On. Yeah. You know, Unexpectedly, not I mean, the kind of movie that I would think that I would like. And and it's even got the themes of you know these people have been in prison so long they don't know what to do with themselves once they're out of prison. Right. You know, they'd they'd be, once be you're in... so used to a certain life, it's like once you get out of that, no matter how bad it was, it's still tough. Like yeah. it's still you have you know some getting used to. You know, you feel safer. Well, for some of these guys, you feel safer inside. Yeah. Because outside you've got these crazy weird expectations that you right. haven't you've you've like lost that sense in your mind like just to do a simple job to work at a grocery store right. to bag groceries. Right. Well I know I gotta do it really fast, you know. I gotta I've gotta like be as fast as like a fifteen year old boy. Yeah. And I'm not because I'm a seventy year old man and people are telling me, Hey, you gotta hurry up or you know, I gotta gotta take a piss and it's nuts, and you can't handle the pressure because if you screw up, you're afraid you're going to get sent back. But I'm like, well, it would be better if I just got sent back because I don't have to deal with all this pressure right. because I was yeah. comfortable where I was. Yeah. You know, it's it it's like what again it, it, it kind of yeah it's like what is freedom right yeah. What, yeah. What, what 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 is freedom you know what 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 can you adapt to yeah they almost some of them almost feel well depending on because uh, the Tim Robbins character goes through some crazy crazy stuff yeah uh, jeez really bad stuff sometimes they won yeah. <laughs> sometimes uh, so he got away you feel all the bad stuff of prison but then you feel some of the other stuff where yeah like like you said ben you know how do you deal with what is freedom you know yeah if, if you're a prisoner in a way you create your own freedom because you're not you don't have any expectations you don't have to you don't have to do anything outside of what you are. So you you, you create. We all sort of adapt to our surroundings, right? Eventually. And you and you can relate to the p- other people who are in those surroundings yeah. with you. Like you relate to them. Whereas, yeah, once you get into the outside world, it's like I, I don't what, <laughs> I don't relate to you at all. Who no, are you? Not at all. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean I, everything that's you know been said about Shawshank Redemption. You know, it's is, a great movie. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, what else is there to, to say analyst. about it? Oh, the last thing I'll say about it is Brooks was here <laughs> yeah brooks was here poor brooks yep but right. morgan freeman you know? yeah morgan freeman like i said put him on the map i think for you know tim that, robbins i don't know i mean for for that role i think that was great i mean i i'm not a big tim robbins fan even bull work but yeah in this film i think he was i, I love him in this film he doesn't need to be an active actor well, I don't know. Do you do you love him in this? Do you like him in this? Film? I like him in it, but I don't like him either. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't even. I liked Bull Durham, but I wasn't. What about even crazy Mystic about River? Him. No, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not a Tim Robbins guy. Okay, I guess. And and then I saw some one uh, movie. I guess later in the 1990s when he was sort of like a Bill Gates villain kind of person. Oh, uh, antitrust. Yeah, antitrust. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was corny. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right, what you got? Uh, my next one I have. What's is this number three? <laughs> number four. For me, or 
Okay. So that, yeah. Okay. Sorry. The fourth one, uh, in no particular order. And I wanted to, you know, come up with something just a little bit different. And I'm going to say 1993's The Fugitive. Oh, yes. This is an action movie. Uh, but I think a movie that has lived on for forever. Yep. Um, this is a classic Harrison Ford action film. Uh, I don't think it's gotten old. Um, and, I, you know, maybe someone will hate this for not being, you know, artistic or whatever. But I think this is an excellent movie. This is a Tommy Lee Jones Probably his best performance, unless you're going to say No Country for Old Men, which I think I said on the last show. Uh, yeah, uh, but this is a classic Tommy Lee. This is the Tommy Lee Jones that only No Country for Old Men would have gotten to. You know, he's like reprising that self. I don't know. I think this is this yeah. is the best. This is the Tommy Lee Jones that almost became a parody. Yeah, I mean, this is his Oscar winner. Yeah, he became. He got an Oscar for best supporting actor. Um, I just love this movie. I, I don't. Every time I see this thing on, I'm sucked in. Uh, this is Harrison Ford wearing all these hats. He's a doctor. He's a yep. convicted murderer. You know, all this stuff. Well, and I just love the choice. You know, he starts the film with a beard. You know, he's yeah. a doctor, but it's like a you know professional looking beard and everything. Um, and then you know you have the the great writing just to yeah, do if that. You're innocent, to, what would you do? Yeah, right? All right, I'm going to shave it off and then. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, th- th- it's definitely a choice, bold choice because, you know, I don't think many people think of that as like, uh, one this of those is great an excellent films. Movie. It's just yeah, like, it's, a, it's it like is. a high quality popcorn movie. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah high quality popcorn movie, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think there's a niche in there, you yeah. know, where you're like, it's not supposed to be super serious. This is, this is a popcorn flick, but it makes you think. You know, there's just great stuff going on. It's amazing acting, great performances, especially yeah. by Harrison Ford. Tommy Lee Jones, obviously, he won. I mean, he won a right. He won a you know, best supporting actor. What, what surprised me looking this up was that this was actually nominated for best picture, best cinematography, best sound, and best editing. I know. I wonder why. I, like looking back on it, you know, I do, you're not in the, at this moment, but like looking back in you know many people's minds, it doesn't seem like a big best picture not nominated film because, no, like doesn't. you said, it is like a popcorn movie almost. It does like, seem it's, like it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I forget what else was going on. At ninety three, I can only think of Jurassic Park, but um, something else must have won. Yeah, obviously. No, um, ninety three. What uh, what did win? I don't know. Was uh, that Schindler's List? Schindler's, yes, yeah, ninety three was Schindler's list. Yep. Okay, so but still, yeah, you think you don't think of the Fugitive as being nominated for all those things, do you? No, not at all. Picture, cinematography, sound, and editing. Yep, and it all won those best things? supporting actor. For right, Tommy, Tommy Lee, which Jones. he deserved. Yeah. You know, but, oh, absolutely. You know, every outhouse, Bob Lot, you know, ever all that stuff. We know Tommy Lee. He's great. He's hilarious. I didn't kill my wife. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that yeah, I love Tommy Lee Jones in this movie. I think this is just an excellent excellent action film that that has stood the test of time. Yeah. A lot of these movies have not. This one has. So I'm going to leave it alone. No, I mean, the that's a bold choice, but I really like that choice. It's, I, I, love, just, I love that movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to reconcile yeah. that it was so critically acclaimed at the moment, but it seems to have gone away. Yeah. I, I don't know why or I don't how. Know. Yeah, I don't either. Not that the Oscars are the end-all and be-all, but right, that but is interesting. Go ahead. Absolutely. All right, so my four, again, no particular order, but my fourth, uh, my fourth film on this list is... 1993's, I 
think 1993. <laughs> Groundhog Day. Oh, nice. Groundhog Day with nice. Bill Murray. Um, such a, a creative premise. Uh, this guy has to live the same day over and over again, which you know is very comical at first, very funny, but it gets deep. You know, it's it's <laughs> deep. You know, why why is he why is he living the same day over and over? You know, why why is he going through this? Because you know he he was kind of a jerk at the start of the film. But you know he needs to live this day over and over to find himself to it find gets, you know it gets a bit dark there yeah for a it does bit. because it, you're it really like does. I cannot figure out or I can't succeed I'm just gonna try to kill myself in the most yes. creative way possible yes it's he's so jumping from Bill buildings Murray, right? yeah so Bill Murray <laughs> I, that got that dark comedy to it but yeah also that seriousness of it it's yeah. like what would you do if you lived the same day over and over you know and eventually he finds out that you know in he, a weird he, place you yeah know? in a weird place you know some place you've never been Punxsutawney uh, uh, Pennsylvania Punxsutawney film blah 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 I mean it's it's just a great film but it's a great comedy obviously i mean yeah. bill murray i mean you can't go wrong with bill Andy murray McDowell. absolutely love bill murray chris elliott steven uh, yeah, chris elliott. um he's a creepy guy chris elliott <laughs> yeah he's he's a little creepy he is a little creepy but yeah i mean it just shows yeah if you were to live you know the same day over and over again i mean would you use it to better yourself would you use it for greed would you use it for you know he figures sex, it out eventually you know? yeah. yeah absolutely and it's just you know a movie about figuring out yourself but at the same time it's just so fun you know so oh, I, I love that movie yeah, i, I mean, cannot I, i'm so glad you picked it because uh that was one i was kind of thinking about on my own you know and yeah. there's that scene there where um where andy mcdowell walks in and, and bill murray's sitting there playing the piano with his with his ray-ban glasses yep you're just being this complete showman yeah i love it, it yes it, this might be the best i love bill murray and he's been great in many many movies I think this might be the best Bill Murray movie ever. Absolutely. I and mean, if it's the best Bill Murray Bill Murray uh, movie ever, then it deserves to be on an, an, an a list. Absolutely, because yeah, I, I love Bill Murray. He's great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember uh, I was listening to uh, uh, something else, and they were saying that you know Rushmore was really Bill Murray's coming out, and I don't think that's true. I think Groundhog Day really was it. Yeah. And I, he was good. He was better in this than Rushmore. And you know I love the Life Aquatic, but I love this. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, here. he shows the drama, you know, telling her like, you know, you're not going to remember any of this. It's and the just... same depressive yeah. Bill Murray, but it's also the same like charismatic, happy, smiling. Right. And, and it just goes to show. I mean, I I don't know. It seems like he's a happy guy, but just like. Yeah, the, the the comedic guys are usually the most like depressed people, yeah. the depressed lost souls, and uh, I can you can kind of get that sense in him. But you uh, paper but... over the laughs with a sadness that yes, is inside. Yeah. Absolutely, but yeah, Groundhog Day can't. Yeah, I I could not go a excellent film call not having it on my list. So all right, what, well, uh, what I'm you gonna, got for your last one. I'm gonna round this thing off with 1995's <laughs> and a not so nice. Uh, ending uh, David Fincher seven. Oh, seven. So I, I yeah, I mentioned that earlier. Okay, yeah. seven. Uh, Another Kevin a, Spacey flick. Uh, Kevin Spacey as a uh, demented serial killer. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, he, this... he plays kind of a a minor role, but important role. Um, it's just a really dark, uh, disturbing movie. Um, but just there's a lot of tension here. There's there's Brad Pitt who does very well. Again, Morgan Freeman. Um, 
And there's, oh, a, yeah. there's a chemistry there between the Brad Pitt character and Morgan Freeman, which is great. Yeah. It, it's weird because, you know, Morgan Freeman has kind of become ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but I guess, you know, when, when you look back and you think about it, he was pretty amazing at right. least in the 90s. Yeah. You know, Shawshank, he was outstanding. In this movie, he's sort of a mentor to the Brad Pitt character. Um, I just love this movie because it deals with the, not that I love the grotesque, but it does it deals with it in a way that's very approachable, very human. Because Brad Pitt is kind of a regular guy, he's sort of innocent, trying to learn. He's sort of approaching it. Um, he's trying to learn the ropes, and he's going to this really, you know, this disgusting set of crimes. It's always raining. There's this music. It's like Nine Inch Nails kind of music. Um, yeah. And he's just he's, he's he's just an innocent guy getting into this really dark, disgusting world. And I just think this thing was really well done. There, and there is a really gruesome, horrifying twist at the end. And there aren't many movies that actually pay off and you know really make you feel like crap at the end. Yeah, like this yeah, one, this dude. this is intense. There and is intense no ending. the way the characters respond. There really is no good answer to what happens right. here. This sucks. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. It, it's. <laughs> What's in the box? Yeah. What's in the box? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is. It is. What rough. a Brad Pitt's best performance, if not his best. Yeah, I mean, ever. I mean, what? What? Ninety-five was it? You uh, said? Yeah, 1995. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, this was. Yeah, this was him. It's just a glum, gloomy, rainy. Yeah. You know, dim, just awful kind of dark movie dealing with awful subjects, and it ends horribly, but. This is an unforgettable movie. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, David Fincher, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, you know, I'd take this over Fight Club any day. Oh, uh, yes. I mean, I, Fight Club's good. I, it's good, I but it has it, an unnecessary, yeah. like, cult status. Yeah, that absolutely. That it deserves. But yeah, this seven, seven definitely, you know, deserves to be on, on this list more, more than Fight Club, that's for sure. Yeah, but it just made me forget how good Morgan Freeman used to be. Yeah. Yeah, he's just become kind of like a you know a nice grandpa now. But he was not that way, before, obviously. But right. this years ago. But he hasn't evolved since then. But yeah, I mean, it's got the deep themes about yeah. I mean, obviously, it's based on the seven deadly sins, and you know, he kills Very people creative. for being you know those things. Right. Like you know, you're putting these things first in your life when you should be doing this. You know, it's they finally it catch was, the guy, but it's yeah. not the end. No, not so he much. leads them on a horrible goose mm-hmm. chase. So yeah, another great Kevin Spacey role. All right, so how are you going to run this thing out? I'm going to run this thing out by saying I think Kevin Spacey won the '90s. Wow! Because I have our third Kevin Spacey film <laughs> on the list. Oh wow! Uh, American Beauty, there 1999, okay. early '90s. Uh, this is wow. This has been on my top ten movies of all time for a long time, um, and you know continues to be. But yeah, I mean American Beauty. Uh, just uh, Sam Mendes. Yes, yeah, Sam Mendes, Kevin Spacey, um, uh, Annette Bening. Uh, just crazy real estate lady. Crazy real estate lady, <laughs> which she, I think, she got robbed. Yeah, she uh, did a great job from here. the Oscar. She did not win the Oscar. Unfortunately, she should have. Let me just uh, double check my math here. Uh, I don't know if it's a math. This but, was a uh, bit of a nutty movie. It is. It is. But yeah, I mean, it's just. Um, I remember you, uh, I think, I don't know if I saw this before, 
You had recommended it to me, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's almost like an F you to the yeah, world. Yeah, like it's, yeah. It almost gives you hope. You know, it's basically him just saying, well, he you buys know, that muscle car. Yeah. Buys the muscle car. <laughs> um, you know, just t- him taking his own life in his hands, you know, it's, and it's, it's, it's good, uh, you know, take on everything isn't what it seems, you know, you, yeah. you got to look closer even with the, you know, film tagline says, you know, just because, you know, they have this beautiful house, this right. be- these beautiful roses, you know, on, on the outside of their house, the white picket fence, look closer, look inside the house. What's going on? Yeah. They are so unhappy. Yeah. I, you know, this is a great choice. I love yeah. when he's, he's like, he's being, um, down, not downsized, but laid off, and he's just like, you're just a stupid corporate stooge. Yeah. F you. Yep. You know, you're right. You're, you, they live in a nice big house, like you're saying. Right. There's a bunch of tor- turmoil going yeah. on, you know, internally. So, yeah. Yeah. And he just sort of just lives his life, and then he gets... Yeah, ultimately. It, but, yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just like the study on just... Uh, just how you know, not everything is what it seems. Yeah. You know, you you can't just kind of with the you know the the social media today and the and the Instagram and the Facebooks. You know, people are always posting. You know, what's great in their lives, what's going on. Yeah, that's what they're sh- that's what they're deciding to show you. Right, that's the kinda outside. like the outside of your house. Exactly, you know? that's what they're deciding it's to like show fa- you. It's like a, it's a it's a facade. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not going to show you. Look how messy my house is right now. Look how shitty my husband just treated me. Look how you know, just stuff like that. Like, you know, it, it's it's a good character study on just how, um, you know, fi- finding true beauty in things. Yeah. Uh, you know, instead of just you know, uh, uh superficial things. And Kevin Spacey things. was great in this. Again, yeah, Kevin Spacey. He's so is he in. Three of ours, yeah. Usual suspects. So him seven, and Morgan Freeman and American Beauty. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, Morgan Freeman's in two of them. Two of them. Yeah. Um, so did this one be- best picture? Uh, Steve Buscemi's actually in two of them too. Reservoir Dogs and oh, Fargo. There you go. All right. <laughs> uh, Re- American Beauty. Yes, it won best picture. Kevin Spacey won for best actor in a lead role. He and, was great in this. Yeah, movie. I think Sam Mendes won for best director. Oh I, wow. I think. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I think it was because I think it was up for like the big five, what they call it, the Grand Slam of Oscars, Best Director, Best Writing, Best Picture, Best Lead Actor, Best Lead Actress, and I think Annette Bedding was the only one that lost. She deserved – the only thing that at the end was a little – the way he died. Yeah. The the Chris um, – what's his name? Chris not Chris Carter? Um, are you thinking of the kid who killed him? No, oh, no, no Chris Cooper. F- Chris Cooper, I'm yep, sorry. Yep, yep, yep. That whole thing, I'm actually really gay, and you're going to reject me, and now I'm going to kill you. That's... Right, yeah, that was kind of... In yeah. retrospect, that's... Yeah, yeah, it's true, yeah. But the way it was done, you didn't care when you first saw it. Right. Because, and then, you know, the when he's shot, he's basically shot in the back of the head. Right. Um, It, re- it does remind me, there's a, there's a bit of a, it's a narration, right, where he's like, his, you know, his daughter, I think her name is Janie. I still remember that um, he's, like, he's like oh Janie or whatever you know he's, he's a girl yeah. like on the swing set and, yep. like and then his wife and I still remember it because it was you cannot forget it yeah and I think it's maybe you know that's kind of how we die that's what I'd like to think well like he said you know he he's basically talking from I guess beyond yeah. beyond the grave uh, beyond death yeah uh, but yeah he's just saying you know it's funny how you know your life actually does flash before you know your whole life flashes before you before you die I and hope it does about these things yeah I mean you if you, it just goes quiet then yeah. that really sucks yeah I'd, I'd hope I'd at least have you know 
five but, seconds to right. have my brain process but, everything. But I just love me. how they show that, you know, he found his happiness at the end. And, you know, it, sometimes, you know, the, the happiness that you're longing for, the happiness that you're going for is can sometimes just be right in front of you the whole time. And you're just, yeah, just so numb to it. And you're just, you know, you're, you're too wrapped in your own shit to even realize. Yeah, he bought a muscle car and just kind of worked out, smoked right. weed and. He was happy. But yeah, his, his, yeah, his last yeah, his last images is looking at a picture of his family like, yeah. wow, this is, you know, this is what <laughs> what made me happy, you know, a long time ago. Why isn't it making me happy now, you know? It's just but yeah, just <laughs> great film. I great just, movie. Yeah, I, I I maybe we should do an analysis show on that sometime. Yeah, I would I would enjoy it. that. But uh, all right, so that's that's Good top it. Five so what's uh, what's so just briefly just go through your five real quick. I have 1996 Fargo. 1990s Dances with Wolves. Don't give me shit for that. <laughs> 1994's Pulp Fiction. 1993's The Fugitive. And 1995's Seven. Nice. Um, I have 1995's Usual Suspects. 1992's Reservoir Dogs. 1994's Shawshank Redemption. 1993's Groundhog Day. And 1999's American Beauty. Mm-hmm. So we have one in 1990. We have one in 1999. And everything in between. I'm glad we didn't have any of the same. And, uh, of course, Goodfellas. Oh, yeah, Goodfellas. I mean, that's We're obvious. just going to leave that aside and just leave praise it as much as we can. <laughs> Another film that came out in the 90s, Cape Fear. Yeah, yeah. That's a good, good one. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte, good one. Scorsese Films. Casino. Yeah. Um, did, I, Goodfellas Jr., I guess. Yeah, that's what it felt <laughs> like. It, it was almost like a... It's sort of a sequel, but not. But and yeah. I, I did want to mention. I did have dishonorable mentions. Uh, Silence of the Lambs and Rushmore. I really love Rushmore. Rushmore. Um, As do I. And um, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. But yeah. Silence of the Lambs. Great. But yeah, that's our top five. See. So, yeah. Silence of the Lambs feels really old. Yeah. Yeah. That one really hasn't does. held up as well. There's a few scenes there. Obviously, the ones with. Uh, you know Hannibal Lecter. Right. Those are all great scenes, but the rest of the movie doesn't hold up as yeah. well. Yeah, and he won Best Actor for that, and I think Which it's like did... 13 minutes of screen time. Yeah, like he he's... deserves all of that. Yeah, but those 13 minutes are the best parts of the movie. Right. And then the rest of the movie is not that great. You know, that's true. Them yeah. catching the other serial killer and all that stuff. No, that's really all that great. That just goes to show just how great Anthony Hopkins' performance was. Yeah. That you know he was in 13 minutes of it, and yet it still you it's know stands. Enough. You know yeah. it's it's enough to still be memorable. And now he's showing up in you know Transformers Five. <sighs> Why does he really need the cash? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, Westworld? Did you have you watched Westworld? Yeah, he's great yeah, in that he's too. Great in that. So he's I mean, great he's, in everything. He's doing, but... Yeah, that's true. That's true. He just wants to work, I guess. I mean, he's like eighty years old. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I like it, but I like it. Don't be in bad stuff. Yeah, don't don't just do it just for the money. Come <laughs> no. on, come on. That's some integrity, the Hopkins, for God's sake. <laughs> But man, I, now I want to go back and watch all these '90s '90s films. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll, our next one will be '70s films because that's another one of my favorite eras. Huh. Uh, or maybe we'll put it to a vote on Twitter. Follow it us will. on Twitter at BlockbusterCast. Follow uh, our personal accounts. Uh, mine is at BCCord. Dave's is at Dave underscore Quist. Yep. Q U I S T. Um, and yeah, give us any suggestions you have for the show, and we appreciate you guys uh, listening in. Any final thoughts, my friend? I have none. I have the best top five. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. But I like we have ten different films. It's so great this, ones. This is really a top ten. All different. This one rounds out the decade. Uh, rounds out the decade. Yep. So, 
here we are 20 years later talking about 90s <laughs> all right folks well that is it for this week uh next week we will talk uh we'll, we'll dive deep into the tarantino flick django but for davo i'm ben secord we'll catch you guys at the movie.